Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Super Rugby AU Round 9 Review, or Super Rugby Gold, as we like to call it. Um, obviously, AU being the chemical symbol of gold. Uh, see, we are such a sciencey and intelligent podcast um, here on New Zealand Sports Radio. I am Paul, your host this evening, the host with the most, obviously, um, and uh, joining me uh, this evening to uh, to go through all of the action. Um, first up, we've got uh, Steve. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing very well. Another weekend of um, gold rugby, as we call it. Uh, another weekend closer to some gold finals. Brilliant times. Absolutely. And, and did you get both your predictions right this weekend? No, no, no. we won't oh, talk about that. But hey, I'm still <laughs> top of the table. I'm still top of the table. And that's all that matters. I mean, some filthy person actually predicted that second match, which we'll talk about soon, <laughs> actually predicted that. I mean, I'm I'm not pleased at all, but well played to that good sir. <laughs> and uh, what's that good sir, Ashwin? Ashwin, did you no. predict Waratahs win? <laughs> No. No, 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 yeah, okay. I would have, I would have, I would have picked the Waratahs to win. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> You're like that guy who, uh, who who had the radio feed thirty seconds before the TV feed um, on the old race <laughs> on the old boxing and uh, managed to swindle everyone out of lots of money. You're one of those sort of oh. dodgy guys. Oh, mate, oh, I, I'll tell you a better one than that. This is like on. at the tennis, at the tennis because of the delayed TV coverage. Um, obviously, the bookies are watching the delayed TV coverage. So um, I can't remember exactly how it was working, but there were guys inside the stadium watching the game and they were getting a feed into what the bets were and they're placing the um, bet because they've seen what's happened and that hasn't come up on the screen. Something like that anyway. And uh, yeah, that was at a tennis match. What are we doing with our lives? Let's go. Let's go. But you ruined my introduction. Oh, sorry. What's your introduction? You were supposed to go, oh, Ashwin, how you doing? I was going, the whole universe was in a hot, dense spin. <laughs> oh, what planet are you on? Seriously, right? Uh, I... Sheldon, Penny, you know, Leonard, no? Still nothing? Steve, uh, help me here, please. It's a uh, I'm thing. not sure what that's got to do with the price of milk, to be quite honest with you, but okay. It was the... the... <laughs> 
You were going on about being scientists and the periodic table and old, and that's the Big Bang Theory, dude. The Big Bang Theory. Uh, he, oh, he's, he's gone modern on us. Yeah, okay. He's gone modern Whatever. on you. How can I not go modern on you? You're still a kid. <laughs> oh, I'll take it. I mean, I'll take it. Yeah, you take that. Not arguing. No. Thanks. And that's the show this week, folks. Uh, thanks for joining us. He's going to finish on a high. Finish on a high. We're not going to beat this peak. We're out. <laughs> there you go, Steve, folks. You don't just get middle-aged white guy. Well, you get middle-aged out, out of touch white guys like me on the show. You get all sorts of diversity here. We've got young guys. Yeah, Steve, we've also got he was supposed to go. He was supposed to go, okay, boomer. <laughs> 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 I missed that one. Oh, Damn. Yeah. <laughs> can we rewind and do it again? <laughs> See, as you can tell, folks, this is live. This is not recorded. We can. We don't. There is no second take. Um, and uh, this is why we do it live. Is because I hate. I, I hate editing on the whole. But also, not only that, but you guys can join in. So, hi, folks who are who are watching on Facebook, YouTube. And at Twitter, we do come to bring you these review shows on a Sunday at 8 p.m. every single week. So if you want to join us live, you can do um, and put your your thoughts in the comments. Um, or you can listen to us on um, the recording um, on the go. Um, you can download the podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Acast, all those wonderful podcatcher thingy-majigs. Just search for New Zealand Sports Radio. So we kicked off on, the, on Friday evening with the Brumbies versus the Force. And uh, this was the force of old. Wow, we haven't seen this force for like two weeks. Um, and they actually started and kept in this for the first half, or at least the first half hour. Steve. Oh, yeah, they did. I mean, yeah, I, I presume by that you mean the force of, you know, the first couple of rounds, but they actually started yeah. off quite well and they actually played themselves into the game. They they shocked teams with their exciting, um, good uh, nice to watch rugby, however you'd call it that sort of thing. But hey, they actually played a pretty decent sort of match all round. The old force they they probably played, although the scoreline says that they, you know, as usual, fell away at the end, which they did. They they really come and competed with the Brumbies, and I think that was probably one of the better matches in all. I know they've started off a bit hotter. They scored three, four tries in some games earlier on the season, and really, really looked good. But this was against the Brumbies. I mean, most people expect them to get absolutely hammered in this matchup. But I thought they they come and they made a, a good little uh, showing of themselves here. They they performed well. And what we talked about in the preview, if any good New Zealand Sports Radio listener would have heard the preview uh, last week on uh, Friday evening at 8 p.m. as per always, they would have known we talked about how the force need to bring back that good kicking game um, that they had in the earlier games. Johnny uh, Lance going for those corners playing that territorial game, and when they get in control of that, they can score their points, and they can get into the game. And I thought they did that really, really well. Um, the Brumbies, though, as we spoke about every single week, week in and week out, just too clinical, too professional, and they are happy to wait a team out. They're happy to stay. Like we talked about the Crusaders and Super Rugby Altura, they're happy to sit around, keep in touch, stay in the game, and then when the wheels start falling off in that last 20 minutes, it's like, okay, now we play our rugby. Thanks for coming and see you later. Yeah, I mean, composure is the thing about this Brumbies team, isn't it? I'm not sure, but I'm not sure clinical is necessarily the right word. Well, for Australian the, standards. Considering they, they had three tries disallowed. Three. <laughs> I mean, Arshin, this one, again, look, this was a this was a two-score, well, no, this was a three-score win, but with three scores left, left on the park as well. Um, yeah. 
I mean, like I, I thought, I thought um, Cornflakes was being a bit um, sort of generous to the to the force there and saying with twenty minutes to go, it was more like <laughs> with about sixty minutes to go, it was like the Brumbies composure sort of sort of. And and really, I mean, the force are just a tease, aren't they? Really, I mean, like they play well, and it's like, oh, maybe the force have turned up and can carry on for as we've spoken about. They never carry on for eighty minutes, but maybe they'll carry on for eighty minutes. Maybe they can put on a put in a performance and show some stamina in it. And, um, and, but no, no, after about 20 minutes or 30 minutes, you could see that the, um, the Brumbies were going to roll over the top of them. It's, a, it's annoying to watch, isn't it? Because you can see it <clears throat> when the game starts. They're quite structured, especially defensively. They're, they've got their lines. Uh, they cover well. And you, you know the guys going out wide, they, they have that trust on the inside. And as the game wears on, you kind of see it gets a bit fractured. And that guy on the outside yeah. is kind of looking back and going, oh, does he still have him? And then the, the trust yeah, starts to break down. It yeah. all sorts of goes and it rolls down. And then you get that first initial break and the defensive line doesn't reset. And it all yeah. just... Snowballs yep. in effect. Snowballs. So it's annoying to watch. They could get that first 10, 20 minutes to, and play for that whole game. Um, hey, we might be in for a match. But, um, I mean, I'm lo- I look at next weekend and I just say, if there's ever a time for the force to actually really, you know, be that team that everyone goes, oh, no, uh, it's next weekend. Won't happen. I, yeah, you know, but you know, we, we, talked about, we talked about last week. I think it was last week we talked about in the – um, is it good to have all that old guys in the force or mm. with the experience, or are they just old guys? And it's just mm. like you know, Richard Carr, who is a classic. After you know, watching a little bit um, closely, particularly when things started to fall apart for them, and, and he looks like he's playing president's grade, right? He has those absolute class moments of genius because he is class. But then it's like, oh, turn, oh, I've got to chase him, oh, mm. you know. It'll be right. And um, there was, uh, I think it's in the second half. I mean, I don't. Want, I know I'll get in trouble for jumping ahead and reviewing the whole show in two minutes. But um, the game, but um, he he put a, a shocking kick in or whatever, and it's just like, oh, it's turned to crap. And it's like, ah, oh, it's turned to crap. And it's sort of an element of what you're saying. Oh, is the guy inside me? Is the trust there? And it's like, oh, can I be asked? Mm. And, and all that sort of thing comes into it as well. And, and you got to wonder, is that because it's these old guys playing and they think it's presidents? But I, to be fair to the force, um, the they came out after the, in the beginning of the second half, had, had a line-up more in the corner that got totally stopped. The Brumbies just marched down the field, um, scored a try. Suddenly it's 17-7. And, you, and I'm thinking, okay, it's the, the wheels are off now. It's going to be one-way traffic from here on in. But no, the force did come back and score a try. So I mean, they, they, uh, they, yeah, they didn't give up heart uh, in this one. Which I think is good. Whereas in other games, they they have totally fallen apart. Whereas they did. Um, there was that one where they did they did get a try back, and you're thinking, hang on a second, 17-14, 54 minutes gone. Could we be on for a game? Well, no. But um, but it was. But at least I was. Yeah, there was there was a moment there. You thought, well, actually, hang on, maybe the force are just going to lie down and die. Um, they, they they have got something left in them in the second half. And I think there was a bit of an attempt to try and make the the, um, the bench show a bit more experienced than previously. Because previously what's happened is they've taken players off and the guys who've come on really aren't that experienced. Um, and it's been too late. But I think you look at the Brumbies and you sort of think, you know, they're not the... I know what Cornflake said at the, the, the top of the show in terms of, you know, they're the crusaders of the rugby gold in Australia, but they haven't been, they, they started off the tournament pretty clinical. And I think 
some of that accuracy is not there anymore like they had at the beginning of the tournament. I I actually think that, you know, and you're watching the game, you think, and, and you got this feeling, the Brumbies going to win, but they're not the clinical force. I mean, like you look at their driving malls, their driving malls are actually not working as, ac- as well as they were at the beginning of the season. And is that's that sort a of a good sign. Like uh, only being good is what you're up against? You know, no, I think I've seen it. Challenged? Yeah, I think I've seen that sort of, I, I've got that feeling from the Brumbies in the previous games as well. Some of the games leading up to this one. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, you'd sort of think, hey, look, you're coming up against the force. Um, exactly. You play what's in front of you, but it's actually been a little bit more prevalent in some of the games leading up to this one as well, as the fact is that they don't seem to be as accurate as what they have been or, or clinical. I think they're getting quite a bit of um, the, the pressure from the media as well, saying, oh, they're only good at getting the mall. They'll only kick to the corner and score more tries. And I think that's kind of into the mental aspect of the game, you know, as we talk about, you know, the, the mental 101 sort of school that yep. we do on the show. Um, they've, they've tried probably over the top too much, maybe, some may say, to expand that game into their back line and play that more expansive style and prove that they're not just a driving mall team. But like you say, they've kind of lost that effectiveness of the mall and, and gone from the other side of things. So, yeah, it, it's, it's all in the head. It's, it's rugby and is make a sure, game. And speaking of driving malls, make sure you join the team tomorrow night on the Driving Mall Show, <laughs> all right, here on New Zealand Sport Radio. At 8 p.m. At 8 p.m. <laughs> but no, you're, you're probably right there, actually. I mean, like, you know, oh, it's not fair, Mum. They only think that we've got a driving mall. They don't think we can play rugby. And it's just like, so we're trying, they're trying to sort of get a bit more expansive. And, and they've scored some good tries, to be fair. Um, but, you know, it, it just doesn't feel that same clinical approach to the game that they had earlier in the season. You look at the Brumbies, though, and you look at their team, and I think something we've been quite critical about them for probably the last two or three years is that we always said, yes, they've got a great forward pack, a really, you know, top-level forward pack in Australian standards. It's, it's, it's really, really good. But they've got all these great backs, all these great power runners, these fast, you know, game-breaking players, they just don't utilize them. They just don't use them. Um, so it, this has been the season, I think, that they have tried to turn their game around. But, I mean, you guys like oh, Falau Fayanga must be sitting there and going, you know, well, you know, I'm the, I'm the guy going for the leading try scorer bonus here. What about my game? What about my, you know, what about my pocket? Um, and, you know, guys on the outside like Tom Wright is loving life. He's actually part of a team now that's actually team going to now, give him yeah. the ball. So we're seeing two different sides of the Brumbies here, a, a team I think that, that can play that tight sort of game, which I, I think when it gets to finals rugby, they're actually going to revert back to playing that game because it's going to come back to, okay, now we've got to win. doesn't matter how we do it. doesn't matter how ugly it is. doesn't matter how poor it is or whatever. We've got to win the game. How are we going to score tries? Flying at the back of them all. That's how we score yeah. tries. That's how we roll. If things get a bit sticky, um, we've got the guys out the back and still do stuff for us. But yeah, they're going to revert back to that. But it's nice to see because we talked about you know the future of Australia and those guys are a huge part. Tom Wright is a guy we've seen who can completely do amazing magical things. We've seen him uh, quite significantly over the last couple of weeks actually play a huge part of a role in a team that actually uses their back line. So for their perspective, and I think for their careers, this is a great year to be part of the Brumbies. And I think another player that came out, I mean, Tom Banks is a guy that I've been, that uh, I've got, thought, thought is, is a real real nice player, but someone that's gone missing um, and, and not mm. maybe not had much to do, um, but I haven't Canberra. really seen him. Um, sorry? He's in Canberra. The, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, 
but I thought he had a much better game this game as well. He, 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 he's, he's starting to um, starting to play some nice footy uh, in there. Um, it's interesting that um, um, the K train um, has uh, has been dropped um, from that derailed uh, from that thirteen jersey, uh, and Kata has come in and played there um, instead, um, uh, which uh, we, we, we think is, is, is an interesting change um, for. Uh, for them and maybe that that's um that's helped them out a bit because yeah let's be honest Kieran Durrani not well not known for his passing ability um let's be honest and he hasn't really been bashing it up either so you're kind of like well why are you there if you're not doing either of those sort of things uh, I just want to get back to Tom Banks uh, yep. would you would you put him in a test team it depends where you played him. I, yeah well the, the uh, thing uh, is that I, I was sort of looking at this and for want of a term, I'm going to call Super Rugby first class level, right? And then you got internationals with the tests and that. And I, I, I just feel his game works at a first class level. I don't think that the way that he plays would work in a test match environment. He'd just get shut down, and he get not only would he get shut down, he get shut down well behind the advantage line as well. So who plays the Wallabies number fifteen jumper then? Oh, I love oh, that. Yeah. I, Sorry, Paul. Go. Well, obviously you're, you're good. Dane Hill Petty, if he's if he's not injured, but he just spends most of his time injured. Um, and the question is, where do you fit Reese Hodge into the side? Because Bench. Um, uh, he's he's got uh, how it's for a boot, and he actually also scores a lot of tries. And I know people are kind of he does, he's he's not very fancy with his running, but he's a big bloke um, who mm-hmm. gets himself in the right place at the right time to score tries. So you've got to see, okay, where are you going to play Hodge? Um, so do you play him at thirteen, or do you play him? Where, where I think there's, there's there's a couple of options, or do you play him at fifteen? Uh, so I think he could be could be the fifteen. If you want to back it up on backing it up, we can go back to talking about Solomon Carter for a second. <laughs> uh, waste of time. Um, Kieran Drani's been been pretty average, but I think Solomon Carter for a guy that's that, that goes in there and, and promises to be a big bulldozer, I think is is relatively ineffective again. And I know we'll talk about it later, but I think um, Moroa, who played for the Waratahs another kind of big running outside center was the most impressive out of all these big running outside centers out of all the weekend, maybe because he's a new guy. He, he put in a little bit more effort, but uh, Carter didn't do it for me. I, I much prefer him out in the wing um, where he actually get, gets a little bit of space. Mm. I don't know. He, he just seems way more effective. I he hardly even noticed him for the Brumbies at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he definitely but, looks more effective on the wing. Hmm. Carter, yeah, but, I mean, they've got a problem out there, don't they? Kieran Drani's doing nothing. Yeah, mix it up with Carter. Ah. Didn't really do much either. Um, what are the, where do they go? They, they've got a lot of talent there, but it's just not working in how they're playing. Yep. And you yeah, get the right ball to Mr. Right on the wing. Exactly. Just put a pass in there. Well, that, I guess that's, that's what Simone's there for, isn't it, really? Um, uh, as, 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 as well. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, there, there are some good outside backs available to the to the Wallabies as well. We've got, we've got to talk about banks. we talk about right. Uh, but you've also... Um, I mean, Ram's doing quite well for for the Tars. Um, Corabetti obviously scored a try this weekend. Your um, Reese Hodge we've also mentioned as well. Um, Newsom. So yeah, there's a few options out there, and maybe they're looking at trying to see if Kato can can move in. Obviously, this is first season at Rugby Union. Um, he's he's a league convert, um, so um, that's this is probably his first, maybe second game at 13. So maybe yeah, that's, that's a, yeah, that's why he sort of looks good on the wing at the moment because obviously he's still learning the game, and, and at the end of the day, all you have to do on the well, not all you have to do, but you know. You want to basically you want to do the basics on the wing at the moment, catch and run hard, um, and, and you're still going to learn that game to play 13 to know when to do what. 
But I'm sort of thinking, at the end of the day, we all know who's going to wear, wear the, the yellow jersey for Australia in test matches, if we ever play test matches again. And that's going to be Jordan Pattaya. Oh, that's true. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Where, though? Where? What What jersey? 13. I'll put him in 13. They're, they're, they're pretty reluctant I'm, to play I'm him. I know they're putting him on the wing. And, what's that? Sorry, say that again, Cornflex? They're pretty reluctant to play him in the, that midfield, though. I agree with you, 100%. For the Reds, but, but, for the Reds right? Yeah. You're, you're talking about for the Reds. Yeah, absolutely. Well, but internationally I think, as well. He's only played for the Wallabies on the wing, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. But it's sort of like, so he got brought into the team, um, hmm. and then he's had injuries and the like. So I yeah. don't think he had the time in the in the, in the the setup to then also just be um, shuffled in. And you got to remember... Yeah, I mean, he's how old is he now, Paul? Twenty. Twenty now. So I mean, like he was about eighteen when he first came into the Wallabies yeah. environment. So it's like a Jonah type thing, you know. He's eighteen year old. You chuck him on the wing, give him the ball, and he runs hard. Um, so <laughs> I think now with that, you know, getting the old, he's always he's always been a centre. So I think he will. Yeah. And geez, I mean, when he's played centre for the Reds, he just looks class. It's interesting yeah. you talk about that because I, I've made I've been working on it over the whole season. I, I've mentioned it a couple of times, but I'm I'm pretty much it seems weird, but the Wallabies have so much youth and talent coming through their division at the moment. It, it's insane. I've pretty much made yeah. well over a twenty three, probably a thirty man squad at the moment of players under. Uh, I think I've got one player at twenty eight or two players at twenty eight. The rest are all twenty six and under of good quality players who have impressed throughout the season and. Yeah, it's hard to fit these guys all in because there is so much massive talent throughout this whole squad and throughout the whole of Australia. I think their future is really, really bright in a lot of key areas as well. Which is surprising, isn't it? Because they, um, they've done okay at under-20s level, but they, they haven't stood out like, let's say, a France has at under-20s level. Where you're going, oh, crap, if those, if those under-20s for France make it all the way through yeah, you know, they're going to be they're going to be powerhouse, but um, you haven't seen that with the Australian under twenty side. Um, no, but as you will... say, absolutely. When you watch the Super Rugby Gold from Australia, you what you notice is the young kids coming through and how well mm-hmm. they're playing. You don't, you know, that's that's the thing that stands out is how well the young the, the young talent is playing. And I think it goes back to something we talked about last week in terms of you know they don't have to worry about finding 150, 200 players to fit um, five rugby franchises, they've got to find 30, 32 players that can put on a yellow jersey and play internationals. Which well, I think yeah. if they, they, they'll they put these young kids in now and maybe not straight away, but next year and the year after, they're going to be hitting their straps. Mm-hmm. I think being a bit harsh in their under-20s, I think look, for the past two years, they've beaten New Zealand, the New Zealand schoolboys and the Australian schoolboys have won. And then last year, they made it to the final and lost to France in the under-20s final. Um, that was the first time. So I think it's that program is starting to bear fruit. But I think it's probably where France was three years ago. Um, so I think, yeah, I think it is starting to corrected. do that. <laughs> so that, that's some uh, immense that talent in that team, though. I mean, stay tuned. Stay tuned on that. I'm, I'm going to bring a piece of video, a written piece on everything. They have some insane players who have stood out this year that are 21, 22, 23. Um, and names that you wouldn't think of it. How, how old do you think Lukan Salakai Loto is? The guy that's killing it for the Reds. Just on that guy, how old do you think he is? Oh, I would have thought he's in the uh, high 20s. 23. Is he only 23? Wow. He, he's, the same guy, he's the same guy that basically changed his name, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Liam Wright. He feels like he's been, around for, he's been around for like about four seasons, five seasons. Yeah. There you go. 
Gary so, Wilson. I'm, I'm going to try and twist, twist Steve's arm and make that a um, for your ears <laughs> only um, uh, episode. Ooh. So become a supporter Ooh. of New Zealand Sports Radio uh, to get some special access to that video where Steve names his uh, um, what is is New Zealand is, is Australian 23 under 23 or 23 and under. That's With a couple a, of 28 year olds. Yeah, a, a special, special dispensation. <laughs> a bit like a, a bit like Olympics football, where they all have to be young apart from two or three players. I don't know how that all seems to work. But anyway, that's a funny round ball game. You need some weird shaped balls. Round shaped balls just don't work. <laughs> so the, this now we've put Arsenal in his place um, and we've um, we've sorted all that out. Don't forget that um, uh, the, 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 this basically now means the Brumbies have secured themselves top spots in the table. They will go straight to the final uh, and have a home. Uh, have home advantage in that final. They do get to play next weekend um, against the Reds, but um, as we will find out in a second, the Reds have also qualified for a home um, elimination final. So both of them can use next weekend for resting players. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see how that pans out. Uh, and as Steve um, says, check out um, the Super the Super Rugby AU Round 10 preview, which will be at 8, uh, 8 p.m. on Friday, where he'll talk about both those squads and how those two, those two teams have gone about rotating their players um hopefully uh, yes because next weekend remember, we've got a super saturday um next weekend where we will have the rebels versus the force um having an early kickoff we then get the north versus south game and then that's backed up by the reds versus brumbies game so three games back to back all next saturday um doesn't get much better than that before we move on, though, before we oh, go away from the, the Brumbies and the Western Force, there's there's one big thing that I think we need to to credit or or address. to talk about slightly. Address. That's a great address. word. Amy Parrott, the first oh. female um, full referee or, or main referee of a Super Rugby game. Um, great achievement, guys. I, I mean, what do you guys think? I thought she did a great job. I mean, I couldn't fault anything. Um, great support. Um, from Angus Cardinal on the sidelines as well. I thought the, the assistant referees were really, really good in helping her out. Um, but I think she really took control of that game herself, uh, put the players in their place, had no problem telling them to get lost and to shut up. Uh, really good performance. I mean, I, I, I don't care what, what sex they are. They've just got to control the game and, and be in control of the players in the match and, and make the right calls. And I, I think, you know, I'd give her a definite 10 out of 10 great show. I, you know, if you didn't hear her voice or see her, it wouldn't make no difference. The game was controlled really well. I, I I won't go quite far as a ten out of ten. I think that she did. No, she did a, a great job because and it's her first one. So I, I think she'll only get better. So that's why mm -hmm. I can't give her a ten out of ten because I think she'll get better. Um, <laughs> and then mathematically, you know, you're talking about one hundred and ten percent, which we never figure out how a player can give one hundred and ten percent. So so that, that's why I won't give a ten out of ten. But um, the only it's got no. I thought she did a a, a great job. Um, in, in what what we'd expect from any referee at that level to mm -hmm. deliver. So not out of place at all. The only thing I will say is that uh, I think it, whether it was the nerves or the, the adrenaline or whatever, she was puffed. There's a few times <laughs> when she was out of breath <laughs> and some of the faces, she's catching up like when she's having a chat to Carter. <sighs> <laughs> she was puffing. <laughs> yeah, I think she found that. Yeah, I, I think I think she, as you, as you say, each step up in the rugby, you get the, the the pace increases, and you're right. Yeah, I think I think um, yeah, I think she she, uh, she she was perhaps a bit surprised by the pace of the game. Um, and and there would have been the element of um, you know, any time when obviously it's her big first game like that player at Super Rugby level, 
everything's amped up even before you're running mm -hmm. around sort of thing so yeah i think there could have been an element of that as you say the speed of the game moves up so but yeah that you know it's not a fault it's just you know a, a, um something that is interesting awesome. As you say, what 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 while she while she appeared uh, uh, yeah out of breath at times, she was keeping up with play, which is the important thing. But yeah, so, yep. so yeah, she, yeah, she, she, she never fell behind. So, no, um, so that, that 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 was all good, and and she, yeah, I'm sure her fitness will improve as she gets gets a few more games under her belt, gets 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 match fit, just like the players. Um, the um, and yeah, they did the right thing, didn't they? Look, you got a rookie um, referee, you give them experienced ARs um, who help mm -hmm. them, and that's absolutely so it, was, it was all it was done properly. <laughs> Um, and yeah, done not done well. I thought you were going to say, and you give them a game that doesn't matter. The <laughs> <laughs> we start to get a bit nervous in that game because it was getting close. Like Paul said, it was what seventeen fourteen with twenty five minutes or so to go, and it's like, oh. I mean, imagine this if the force upset them. It's like, oh, it was all because of the referee, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. you know, I started to get a bit worried, but now it all panned out all right. Uh, fair play to it. I did like her. I did like her one line that she came out with pretty early on, which was like, you know, if you all stop shouting, you might be able to hear me. Um, <laughs> which was kind of they were like, yeah, you know, didn't hear your call. Sorry, ref. Well, yeah, if you shut up and stop shouting, you'd hear what I'm sort of talking about. <laughs> so, yeah, well done, girl. Um, so, yeah, good. Yeah, no, she had a good. good Oh, can't say girl. Oh, <laughs> and the, the, the oh, anyway, so, so, so the, yeah, the boys had a good run out. <laughs> hey, good. Anyway, um, moving on to the Rebels versus the Waratahs. Um, the uh, this this was a key game, um, and uh, so I've only seen highlights this one. I'll be honest, rather than actually the whole game. Um, Ashwin has kind of seen the game, but he was looking at his phone most of the time. Um, so, um, so Ashwin, between uh, be between tweets and, um, and 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 Facebook um, ravings, um, what did you uh, uh, what, what what did you actually spot in this game? Oh, look to, to me, I, I just thought it, it it's weird, right? Because you're watching the game, the Waratahs are having periods of dominance, the Rebels are having periods. Of, you, you actually felt like the Rebels were the better team, but then they're. Um, it just the other thing that it felt like is that they're just re relying too much on Nicerani and um, Corabetti. Uh, you know, it's about let, get the ball to Corabetti. It's like, oh, oh, will you stop throwing him the ball without actually drawing some of the defense? Mm. You know, it's just like, oh, there's space out on the wing. Yes, there is space out on the wing. But if you give the ball to him straight away, that space is taken up by the defenders just running to the wing and taking his space up. And even then, he just, he ended up scoring that try. Um, towards the end of the game, which was a great effort. I, I thought he'd get um, sort of wrapped up. I didn't think he'd get bundled out, but I thought he'd get uh, um, snuffled up there. And uh, But no, no, he made it. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, nicer aren't he off the back of the rucks or Corabetti out wide? That seemed the options for the Rebels, and they really need to mix it up a bit more. Just on that Corabetti try, though, the composure he shows to make sure that he slides and it is one movement, and he doesn't. Yes. Mm. I, he, it'd been so easy for him to do a little, a, a little, a little crawl just to try and get that little bit extra. But no, he he showed great composure in that. Well, so what? What do you? What you notice is that so he reaches out once. So he's yeah. in the slide and he does reach out once, and then Hooper, as part of his landing, and his arm actually hits the arm that Corbetti's got the ball in and pushes it further forward. <laughs> <laughs> he's short with his first <laughs> placement of the ball. He's short. Hooper's arm thrusting that arm forward further gets him to the line. 
So yeah, so, so I, I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I, he could so easily have made that double movement and lost that try. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but so yeah, really, really well played um, by him there. Um, and I think the, the the rebel. The other thing about the rebels here is they let the task come back and score quickly in replies. Um, yep. So which, which which is one of the things I noticed. So look, um, lack of exit plays. The yeah, the, the rebel get themselves back into it just before half time um, with um, with a try. And immediately, two minutes later, the the, um, Three points. the Waratahs are knocking over a penalty. Um, straight after um, halftime, they even things up with a try. Um, three minutes later, the scar the the, the, the Tars are scoring a try. Um, they well, just nothing. never, yeah, they just didn't, they 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 didn't maintain the concentration. And he said, yeah, their exit plays. Uh, well, nothing, nothing that sums that up even more so than when basically the Waratahs sort of secured the game. When, I mean, it wasn't off the back of a, uh, a kickoff, but, you know, the charge down and uh, the, the 10 score, I've forgotten 10's name, um, but he goes and scores under the post, you know, that's probably sort of sums up, although, as I said, not necessarily that one wasn't from a restart, but talking about clearing your own um, red zone and um, they stuffed that up. And he, he was deep. He had plenty of time, so there was no require, no reason why his kick should have been charged down in that situation as well. And when they scored that, it was pretty much game over. Yeah, and the the, the other thing that that, um, that that I found surprising by that was so you charged it down, and then suddenly you find you're looking around and it's like there's a, there's a line of light blue jerseys, and you're like, well, where 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 are all the rebels? This 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 mm-hmm. is clearly the the the, the, the tars, um, and I hate to say because it, it, it's it's a cliche. In rugby, that they just wanted it more, but we've seen they that they just wanted it more. They did, but um, there's been a couple of games now where the Tars, um, it was like two weeks ago when they when they 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 won they won a key game, and you're like, well, look, this is because yeah, against the Reds, that's right. Um, mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, this is because they've they were just hustling and every they were just getting to every 50 50 ball first. Um, and again, that's part of what happened today, um, against the Rebels. So, um, I, I was also stuck with something else right? in my head. I was also stuck with something else in my head that I think Cornflake said last week. So it's like it's just like because the Waratahs are the Waratahs that's supposed to be like they're supposed to win. There's, <laughs> there is a sense of entitlement about them. Hey, but it's Sydney, right? Um, it's a bit like the Blues. There's, there's a sense of entitlement about the Blues, except that's been worn away by the last ten de- by the last decade. Um, <laughs> two, two decades. Two decades. <laughs> um, Ish. But um, the yeah, they're, they're the guys from the big city. Hence, they should win, right? They've They've also got more wallabies than most other teams have. Um, they just generally just don't play as a team. And, and maybe Rob Penny's actually managed to, managing to get, managing to um, motivate this team finally. Um, it's taken him a while. But uh, may, maybe things are, are going the right direction for them. Scary thought. Not their lineouts, mind you. Four lost lineouts. <laughs> Deary me. Bit poor. It was, it was um, a weird I, game. It was, it was a weird game. Weird game. It was a weird game. You talk about that kick. I, I I agree with what you said, Paul. That that kick was really strange. How there was no one out. Everyone was out on that wing. There was about four or five Rebels players, five meters forward, chasing that and a huge hole. It, it was so strange to have that one guy just defending or kicking so deep from from that position and just having no real clue as to what was going on. It was obvious what was going to happen. It was obvious what was going to uh, defensively what they were going to do. Uh, but there was there was weird stuff. The Rebels. Almost should have won that game through the fact that they got they they, they got the rub of the green to, to use a completely different sporting term. They got I mean that try you talked about at the start um to Corabetti 
really shouldn't have stood because Joey Walton got absolutely wiped out um, when he probably, from you know, from a referee's perspective, looking back at it, probably should have got called back for an obstruction. He would have got to that player in some capacity, I reckon, to have made that tackle. You look from from a referee's perspective when you look at where he's standing. Um, he was in a position that he would have covered across other to at least deterred. But for, for referee's perspective, he's five meters in. Yes, he would have got across, but generally, mm. if you're five meters away, which he was at that time, um, they don't call obstruction. Now they should do, and it should be obstruction because that that is a yeah. He's running an American football block blocking line. He's he's yeah. blocked the player, um, but they generally don't call those because you have to be within within arm's distance, pretty much, of touching the player when the obstruction happens normally to get your obstruction. Um, oh, well, the Crusaders yeah. will be all over that for a tactic for next season. Then that's, that's certainly <laughs> cashed in and ready to go. Um, yeah. I thought, I thought that was a, that was, that was a, a slice of luck and they brought them right back into the game as well. They were right there. And, and like you guys already said, they just let them back in I from, from errors, almost like they were too desperate to, to find the, to find a way back or too desperate to try and, get back into the game that they forgot about the basics, like you said, of, of clearing out of their 22 and, and doing that sort of thing, that they just invited it straight back. And, and the Waratahs, I think, are a team best with their backs against the wall. When things really go to pot, when it all comes crashing down and they're left with no other way to get out of it, no other escape, that's when they play their best rugby. And that's when they are their most dangerous. And they just never let the Rebels get into that game. They're always, you know, like that boxer. They just had to fist out the whole time. They were just never able to get that blow to actually get in front. And and that's what they do best when they're when they're really challenged. Hey Paul, what were you what were you saying about you know they have to be next to the player, otherwise they don't call it. You obviously didn't see the Bristol Saracens game then. Where the, where Tojo was miles away from the affecting a tackle and they allowed it to be seen as um obstruction. <laughs> Different rules in the north, you know that. Yeah, in the north. <laughs> I, I, think they, I think they did call one um, this season in, in the last in about three or four weeks ago, where we were like, "Yay, finally they've called an obstruction that isn't properly." Um, so, may, may, yes, but yeah, you just don't. Uh, the, the, you can see the uh, yeah on on, on the commentators going well, clear, clear obstruction, um, and they didn't even look at it. They were only no. looking at did he ground it. Um, mm. And then the other one, the, I mean, the other one the commentators got was, oh, I don't understand how that's yellow. Well, it's yellow because the referee has told them the next penalty down at this end of the pitch is going to be a yellow card. Was it the yeah. Waratahs yellow? The Waratahs yellow, yeah. Yeah, because I couldn't imagine Kearnsey saying that for a Rebels yellow. The, um... <laughs> that, was a, that was a very biased commentary, wasn't it? That was incredibly – at the offside line, how many times do we hear the kickoff, offside at the kickoff, every single Oh, kickoff. he's offside. Oh, he's offside. Not, to be inside, fair, the mic's slightly away. Oh, he's offside. <laughs> to be fair, the controversial moment in the game, and um, I don't know, it could have actually had a bearing on the game. Finish it towards the end. That's a red card every day of the week and twice on the Sunday, tackle? as Steve would say. That uh, the uh, well, no arms, no arms, shoulder into the head, direct contact mm. into the head, um, with no arms. That's a red card every day of the week. And Nicerani went off. They yep. had about three or four minutes left in the game. And they were, and the rebels were only behind by less than a try. So, um, and as I said, Nicerani's the rebels' go-to guy. That's a red card there every day of the week, and twice on Sunday. That's <laughs> <laughs> Steve's line. <laughs> well, they didn't show that in the highlights, so I didn't see that, unfortunately. Oh, jeez, <laughs> oh. that? Oh, I see. That's why you got to watch the game, Paul. 
Probably because exactly. it wasn't a yellow. And so there's only did they, they got a penalty for it, and that's it. They just and got a penalty. That's it. Yeah, only a penalty. Two minutes while they took him off as well. So he was down for ages. It was funny because um, he was down for them. ages, and I thought that the team, the, you know, because usually the TMO usually goes, oh, you know, off air sort of. You might want to have a look at that. Uh, I might just yeah. want to ask for a check on that one, and then <laughs> you know, two minutes later, all of a sudden the referee's going, oh, hey, we might go back and have a look at that, you know. But and I was waiting for that because they were they'd stopped for so long, but didn't come. Mm. And and it's funny because as I said, it was so clear there was a red card. If they'd gone back well, to it, it would be a clear red. They they called it for a high tackle or so no arm tackle straight away, didn't they? And yep. it just flamed him. I mean, not often a guy like Nice Ryan gets absolutely just squashed like that. He just went down like a you know, yeah, he went down like yeah, but second yeah, potatoes. And I mean, you know, it's something pretty bad. And yeah, the replays certainly didn't do him any favors at all. It's, actually, so it was, yeah. it's a good point you raised actually, because generally speaking, if they feel like, oh wow, that seems to be a rather you know he's gone down really bad, we better have mm-hmm. a look at that. Even if you sort of think, oh, there's nothing in it. And it's like you'd go back and like, oh yeah, there's, generally there is something in it. That's why they've gone down so hard. So it's strange, as you say, he went down so quick, so hard, and um, he called it straight away. The penalty yep. was called straight away, and it's generally in the situation like that they do go, oh, that doesn't seem right. We might go have a look at it. And he dropped the ball as well, which is generally a good sign when it when they drop the ball. It's like other things are more important than holding on to the ball, like my head <laughs> staying on my head. Um, so, but when you know they drop the ball like that and, and they don't really care at all where the ball's gone, uh, that's something H-I-A. to be really bad. HIA, get him off. HIA. He wants to go. Didn't want to go. Oh, of course, they never do. Um, uh, and it was interesting there that the, the, the Tars kind of, well, look, the, they're, they're within a score. So the Tars could lose a game, but because they want to make sure that the Rebels don't get a losing bonus point for the um, uh, for the table, they keep chasing the game. And the Tars could have lost that one, which was uh, which was an interesting one. Yeah, Hooper kicking it downfield, Corabetti then deciding I'm going to try and run it out my own in goal, um, and uh, they decided, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm this, is, this is getting silly. I'm going to walk off the pitch. I'm, I'm taking my ball home with me too. Um, <laughs> And they're all going, he can't, he, he, a ref, he deliberately walks off the pitch. And the ref's like, yes, he's allowed to. No, no, he can't be allowed to. That's not allowed. Yes, it is. Now we don't want to go home yet. <laughs> yes. I want to go home. We're winning. Last try wins. <laughs> Last try wins. <laughs> oh, dearie me. So, yeah, so next weekend, um, two games then. We've got the uh, Rebels versus the Western Force, which actually matters. Um, the Rebels need um, to uh, score. Uh, we need, need a try bonus point win, basically, to climb above the to definitely climb above the Tars. Clearly, uh, if they get a, if they just get the win, um, then we'll have all sorts of complicated complicated cal- uh, calculations no, getting out. And, no, 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 no. It's quite simple. Get simple a points man. differential. Oh, okay. Yeah, points differential, and they only win one by four points. Rebels so need to win. Beat the, That's it. Yeah, beat beat the beat beat the force and win by four points or more. Simple as that. There we go. Um, if you're into all the fun. Um, the um, the yes, because points difference to the Tars is fifteen. Points difference to the Rebels is twelve. Uh, hence, yeah, Rebels need win by yeah. Okay, there we go. Um, so um, Rebels need to win by that one, and then you've got the Reds versus the Brumbies, um, which is probably, in all honesty, going to be a preview of the final, um, as the Reds Reds will have a a, oh, um, a semi final against the, it. the Rebels. Well done, well done. You've accepted the Reds. <laughs> Good work. Um, <laughs> And it's all because basically there's, it's only because there's coronavirus in Melbourne and the Rebels can't go home. Um, otherwise, they're a much better team than the Reds. 
Um, <laughs> and twice on Sundays. Um, the, um, <laughs> Every day of the week. You don't need to get that bit in there. <laughs> oh, dear me. Folks, as you can see, uh, Arshman is wearing an Aces cap. So uh, don't forget to join him on our cricketing show on a Thursday evening at 8 p.m. Um, called Swing at, Swinging from the Hip, um, where he'll be talking about rained out 2020 games. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, um, which is what's happened so far. But there's another game tonight. So hopefully we'll get a result from that one that you can talk about. Um, the uh, And uh, as Austin said earlier, do join us tomorrow night at uh, 8 p.m. on Monday for the Driving Mall Show, where we're going to talk about basically rugby off the pitch kind of sorts of things. Also, um, keep it here. Well, I've got a, I've already recorded a interview with the Southland head coach, um, and I've got interviews lined up with um, ten out of the other. Th- I think it's ten out of the other thirteen um, minor ten cup provinces. So you can see what I'm going to be talking. Who I'm going to be talking with over the next two weeks? A lot of yes, lots of uh, super, lots of minor ten cup coaches. So hopefully we'll have um, every single team there. So only three um, of them. Three no. Four, sorry, four of them haven't um, haven't replied positively yet, um, but uh, everyone else has. So, uh, so do um, do check those out. Thank you so much for joining me, um, Cornflake. How are you doing, sir? Um, have, have, have a good weekend. Great, yeah. More more when the Reds come back in and win. You know, I'm looking forward to next. I'm, you know, what I'm really looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the force actually scaring um, everyone because no one wanted the force to have to depend on this and and you know the force are kind of like the, the highlanders were and super ugly out there oh everyone was going go on highlanders except for auckland um and now we've kind of got that where everyone's cheering on the force um except to do the melbourne. job against the rebels um except for everyone in melbourne so yeah i mean isn't it funny how it transfers across the ditch eh so yeah let's see how it goes hopefully the force can actually you know make a bit of a match of it and, and scare everyone that would be exciting I think everyone wants the Rebels to win because then that means the Waratahs don't make the playoffs. No one yeah, likes probably. Oh, I'll yeah. jump on that, yeah. <laughs> uh, Arshwin doing his Facebook thumbs up there. Brilliant. Well done, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and obviously, next weekend is the North versus South game as well down in Wellington with no crowds. But, um, yep, that'll be fun to watch. Arshwin, thank you for joining us. Have you had a good weekend? Yeah, I've had a weekend of putting together a Tamiya RC car. Woohoo! Oh, okay. Remote control car, folks. If you couldn't understand what he was saying there, that that was English. Um, um, but um, yes, that was the, the brand and the, uh, the the yes. Never mind. Um, Nobody, oh man, I thought it was everybody knew what a Tamiya RC car was. My bad. No. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, if you do follow Ashwin on uh, on Facebook, you'll see that he loves lots of remote control um, logging trucks. Is his favorite <laughs> one. At the moment. Um, so uh, <laughs> you can check out those if you want to. Um, thank you, everybody. Have a great weekend. I hope you had a great weekend. Sorry, not you get there. Weekend's nearly over. Um, it's uh, have a great week and catch you all tomorrow on the uh, Driving More Show when I get my cursor up. End broadcast. End broadcast. There we go. There we go. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and 
potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.